Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkyard. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that knows no utility belt is complete without bat shark repellent. Why come the new Batman doesn't dance anymore? Remember the bat tootsie? And this is where the video thing would really enhance what you're doing there. Uh, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're actually heading back to the ocean blue as we kick off this year's Shark Timber by chumming up the water by watching the shuttered documentary Shark Exploitation. Mm-hmm. And whether you've sung a sea shanty or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your just when you thought it was safe to go back into September hole. (laughs) And if you feel like it's safe to be out on the social medias these days. Which is like shark infested waters uh, at times. (laughs) You lower yourself in the food chain anytime (laughs) you put something out on social media. We go on a social media. Sharks in the social media. Our shark. Social media. We're going to need a bigger tweet. <laughs> We're technically still on Twitter. We'll call it X at Nightmare Junk. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab which leads to shenanigans and thalsalophobia shenanigans. And as this episode will be releasing on Friday, September 1st, if you find yourself swimming in the Kansas City area. Nope. Head on over to Screenland.com, where they will have your non-thacylophobia mm-hmm. shenanigans taken care of indoors. Outdoors. Possibly virtually, but definitely not in the water. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Better yet, head on over to the Friday Night Fright tab, because yes, technically- that's landlocked. Yeah, and if you do suffer- from fat thacylophobia, mm-hmm. you may want to not necessarily wade into the waters mm-hmm. of the Friday Night Fright that is playing on the first. Genius. A motherfucking shark! I gotta ask you a question, mm-hmm. and in all sincerity, it's mm-hmm. one of those things that has kind of confounded me in a way, and I love LL Cool J, but the whole deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin... I've never understood it. Am I missing something? Because you are kind of my resident hip-hop expert. Because they see you coming. They know that you're a okay. threat. Okay, fair. That's cool. There you go. Thank you. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. Makes sense now. But it's confounded me, and I just always kind of mocked it from afar. That's okay. Corrected. Correct sharks. And we get Rennie Harlan. Yes. Very overlooked Rennie we Harlan film. we talking about it. Like, I like Rennie Harlan movies. Why wouldn't you? Because they're He's bombastic. He they're, gave, they're he gave us one, arguably one of the better Nightmare on Elm Streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. He gave us what eventually will probably find its day. And if you want to be a contrarian, you can always say your favorite Die Hard is part two. Right. And I don't mind Cutthroat Island. I like pirate movies, but Gina, Day- Gina Davis in it. It's an I've seen that for me. I don't mind it. 
I don't I don't know why I got so much hate. It's a Rennie Harlan jam. It's fun. It's a fun pirate film. Well, one I'm then really, really looking forward to then is next Friday Night's Fright. Yes. As number one, it's going to be a first time viewing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, it features some of my favorite actors, and I'm talking like superstar actors. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've got the great Harrison Ford. We got Michelle Pfeiffer. And I'm trying to look up there. Um, what lie? What, what lies, lies beneath? Have you seen that one? Yeah, you know what? That is one that I've missed, but it's Zemeckis. It's Zemeckis. And okay. see, the, so there that's is. the thing I'm curious about because Zemeckis can tell a fun, scary story. and But see, this doesn't look like fun. I know, and the bad thing is, it's an old movie, so I know all the, I know the ending. I know the, the, what's, mm-hmm. you know, what's mm-hmm. happened. But the journey, knowing how we get there, I mean, actually, knowing the end result and knowing who is taking us there is that's where I'm like, okay, ooh. Plus, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer. So rest assured, if you show up early, we're gonna see Cool Rider. You, of course, you're going to see Cool Rider. Okay. <laughs> and I'd have to admit, at least a, a segment or two with Harrison Ford and Conan O'Brien. Of course, of course, where he's pissed off at Chewbacca. He just, I just want him to be able to just stay at home. Fly some planes, smoke his weed, yeah, and hang out with Callista. And well, and hopefully not all three at the same time because we saw what happened. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe stay out of the skies there, Harrison. <laughs> at least if you stay out of the skies, don't go so high. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Well, the other repertory screenings that are going to be happening on the weekend of the first, actually first. One of the actually new releases that I am actually very much looking forward to, mm-hmm. and it's only because I've been kind of recently introduced uh, to the work of, um, uh, oh my God, uh, Rachel Sennett. Sure. I, that's just it. Young up, up and coming actor. Uh, she's in Bodies, 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 uh-huh. which was one of those that was a very nice surprise for me. Uh, but I recently watched uh, her in uh, Shiva Baby. See, every time, every oh, have you seen Shiva Baby? I'm like, yeah, that, that's with Pam Greer. She's a fucking badass. No, nah, it's got this other chick. I'm like, what? Not the huh? William Girdler classic. Uh, this is Emma Seligman. Uh, they originally collaborated on that, and that one's a lot of fun because it combines like high anxiety with awkward comedy. Mm-hmm. And Rachel Sennett is just kind of a master at that. So this one, from what I understand, so is it like Arrested Development? Ian? Uh, Shiva Baby? It's mm-hmm. it's very... Wh- no. It's, uh, nerd knowledge oh, me in. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, no. That's okay because I actually... I, um, I would say a serious man. Uh-huh. Uh, the Cohen's a serious man. I would say uh, the girlfriend experience. And uh, what's another good... Oh, Lord. Uh, the, I'm... Just go with those two. Okay. And, you know, and bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. It's not what I expected. It was very funny. Uh, I actually caught it at Screenland. It was nice. But their whole thing with bottoms that's coming out this weekend is it's apparently like a female Like a boner jam. Yeah. Like a boner jam fight club. Fight fight club boner jam. I'm really, really excited looking forward to that. Uh, Sorry, I had to throw that one out there. Now, the repertory screenings and one I know I saw in the theater. I'm pretty sure you saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm pretty sure anyone that was alive during that time saw it in the theater. Uh, James Cameron's Titanic. Oh fuck yeah, I saw Titanic in the theater. I, I although I do have to remember. Wait, I just, oh no, I'm even thinking of moments and maybe the monstrosity. No, 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 no. Well, although when that guy hit the smoke sack and went boom, that kind of gave me a big chuckle because of the sound effect, because mm-hmm. it was very echoey. Mm-hmm. It just sounded Stoogian. But like, I remember selling like uh, ill gotten VHSs out of the back of my trunk after Titanic came out, and I used to work at Blockbuster, and like, like titanic was one of the big ones but the bad thing is the titanic was one of those big fucking double the thing was huge it was, it was as big as the titanic itself. and it was heavy mm-hmm. and it was heavy and i always it always sucked like putting in the double vhs's i mean double anything always sucks you he know was the same way the godfather right you're like ah oh, right when it gets good at taking it and putting it in and now our feature presentation like god damn it Kills the rhythm. exactly so but yeah no those the titanic things were huge yeah and i i have not watched it probably since me neither then I think I would have more beef with it now than I would than I did back then because back then I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good story, you know. It's not, it's not bad. I like the, I like the. It's sad, you know. But like, I think now that I'd be like, move over, you have space. Well, I will say it definitely introduced me to Kate Winslet, and I sought out a lot of her work after that. I even remember going to the Creep. Tivoli Creep. to see Holy Smokes. Creep. Uh, so and yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I only judge because I am too, no, no, no. and I did D- too. Douchebag twenties, it was horrible. <laughs> right? It was horrible. But like, thankfully, I though, saw her movies. I want to see him again. <laughs> I left though, walking away, going, "Well, she's also a great actor, right?" Admittedly, more brave and brazen in a lot of her early roles. But even now, that she's this this respect, she, you know, she's an Avatar too. Yeah, you know, kicking ass in Avatar too. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Now, a film that I also. Saw for the first time at Screenland, um, and one that I was shocked at how terrifying it is because technically it is 90 years young this year, but the OG King Kong. Dude, the OG King Kong is fucking slick. It's a classic for a reason. It's the, 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 the magic that they're able to put for so long the it was almost a hundred year old movie yeah, it, the fact that the hand is practical the the oh people dancing that's a practical as that's how it's set these are enormous enormous things plus like the little miniature work the, the it's 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 also mean yeah king kong crushes so many people and you see it and i was not really prepared for that no it's it's almost it's like like <laughs> we'll be with daddy soon right it's it's they took all the right lessons from king kong it's it's proper good it's proper good if you have not seen it i really really recommend checking it out i guarantee it will be playing in theater one now another film that is actually going to be celebrating its 60th year anniversary is a jean-luc godard film featuring bridget bardot called contempt sure i'm going to see it because i my my French film gap, your your Godard gap. Good lord! Yeah, yeah, I'm more I'm more French extremity. I'm more French yeah. fries than French <laughs> films. So, well, and that's to be said. It's intimidating. There's a large number of people out there, you know, that think it's maybe a bit too pretentious, possibly. But I'm also someone that I I, I really enjoy film. 
Yeah. I want to be able to seek out all film, yeah. all genres. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, the other one that is playing, uh, Czechoslovakian film mm-hmm. from 1988, Alice. The movie is wild. The movie is so weird. It's a fever fucking dream. It's it's half live action, half uh, stop motion. The stop motion, but it's puppetry stop motion of like so these nightmarish like, puppets stop and taxidermy animals, and they have like human teeth. Ooh. But it's it's a kids movie. It's just fucking weird. It's Would Alice it? in Wonderland. It's a hundred percent. Okay. It's. Alice in Wonderland story, but just done with these weird stop motion puppets and fish heads. The kid, Alice grows. We did it for film club. So, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's the what key. you need. We did it for film club. So it's weird. It was a weird movie. It was, It's proper good, but it's one of those where like I was haunted. Yeah. Like it basically stays with you. Yeah. But would unintentionally be- it's it's like, hey, we're putting on a kids movie be- but you're like nightmares. Would you go see it again? No. Oh <laughs> wow, that was fast. There you go. I I guess I will probably see in that one uh El Lobo solo then. Yeah, well I mean it's cause it's like once you see, once the initial shock and horror wears off, you're like, Oh, that's a really good like that adaptation of Alice in Wonderland that's significantly better than the Burton one that we got. Sure. The three unnecessarily 3D one, right? But like I mean the Tweedledum, the white hair, the fucking the 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 fisherman and the walrus, the, mm. the all the all, all the Wonderland players are in there, but they all have puppets with human teeth. Well, what I like then is the same weekend just in terms of kind of staying with the weird and the wild. And this is also another one. It's and I've seen that for me is the Wachowski sisters speed racer. See, I wanted to see that. See, I missed that one on its intentional run because one, I was like, uh, I did grow up watching speed racer because they showed it like every morning at 730. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. I watched Chim Chim and Spritel and fucking pops and all that shit. And so I was like, uh, and they're like, oh, they ruined it. And I'm like, so I stayed away. Mm hmm. You know, and I was like, okay. But then even with the Matrix hype, and they're like, oh, it's bombastic and it's too much. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to stay away. But now I heard it's fucking rad. That's just it. There is a huge number of people, and this is why it's definitely achieved cult status. Yeah. A lot of people stayed away from it in the theater. And it's fucking rad. Home video came out. So, yeah, ideally, check this one out on the big screen. Now, and this is what sucks, though, is... When we have to program stuff that, not necessarily because it's a great film, but it's because someone involved with it. Yes. Memorial screenings are always bittersweet because one, you get to celebrate their work, but two, because you get to celebrate it because they're gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, rest in peace, uh, Robbie Robertson from the band. So uh, they uh, will be screening The Last Waltz, Mm -hmm. which... And I've seen that. Same. And honestly, though, in a lot of the film, the, the the discography of a lot of the people on there is probably a lot of the stuff that would probably fit great with AM Gold, which that's all, all right, right with me. Yeah, so I will probably end up checking that I one out. I do as like well. that one song the band has a lot, actually. The one that's uh, uh, Take a Load Off oh, Annie. The karaoke classic. Uh-huh. Take a load for free. Now, then on Saturday the 2nd. The latest outdoor flick, and another I've seen that for me, 
Uh, but rest assured, I include the Kansas City Bomber trailer on this one. Nice. Uh, Drew Barrymore's Whip It. Nice. Nice that we get to see that movie Whip It outdoors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting on that one ever since. Ever since. <laughs> now. A lot of good stuff happening at Screenland, and as uh, if, if you don't know, it is very much a mom-and-pop business here in the yeah. Kansas City area, not part of any franchise. So if it sounds pretty rad and you don't live in the Kansas City area but would like to support from afar, well, the easiest way to do that is to become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash Screenland. But, genius, if uh, we're talking uh, Patreon and film family. E bellies. We also have our own little group at Patreon, and actually... All this month, regardless of your tier, mm-hmm. you're going to have access to the I've Seen That feed, Ooh. of which, of course, I watch a three times a week. You'll hear my thoughts on watching a film for the first time. Yeah. Every Friday this this month, I'll be watching a uh, first time... Shitty shark movie? Possibly shitty shark movie, or maybe a shark movie, maybe a good shark movie. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be running the gamut. Now, the episode's going to be releasing today was an amazing shark movie because uh, I watched for the first time The Shallows. Ooh. Which, there's a holy sisu. There is a self-surgery scene in there that... Blake Lively's underrated. She's... She, need, she needs to be in more shit. And it, it was her presence. And uh, yeah. it, yes, she is very stunning. There's no right. doubt about that. But she carried a whole fucking film by, by herself. herself. You know? Well, also and, there's so a her seagull. husband does and, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. does that thing. So there's that yeah, that seagull. I'm like, stop it now. And so like, <laughs> this is why I didn't watch it with you. And had I watched it with you, it would have been an entirely different experience. Mm, didn't like it. <laughs> uh, what you will like though is all the stuff we have uh, to <laughs> offer. In fact, um, I know the last month in July, our new horror episode, we talked talked. Uh, actually, the last voyage of the Demeter. Uh huh. Still maligned? I'm hoping it it, it also will find an audience right. once it I hits like streaming it. and home I, video. I liked it. I thought it was fun. But more importantly, because the month we're in, the new horror uh, episode this month. We've been sitting on it for, well, maybe it's about time we open the doors of the Continental. Oh, you wait your turn. Right now, it's September. New horror. We've been waiting a month and a fuck half to send this thing. Now we're going to get all the swimsuits. We're going to dive deep down. And we're going to fucking kick a megalodon in the fucking nose. It's the megalodon. For a second time. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> now to have access to that and so much more. The Trench. Become a member of our film family by going to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. And yeah, I mean, seriously. That was, VP, that was fun. That entire episode, but no, you needed a breather after, let's just say, all the people that went down beneath with us. There's a lot of voices on that. <laughs> I'm surprised they're going like, God damn it, what you bring me all the way down here underwater for? Well, now I'm kicking ourselves for not doing right, that. Right, me My too. God. Fucking underwater buck flowers. <laughs> they grow well. Buck seaweed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things. Indeed, since we've been theming the months, some of them have kind of come and gone. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are kind of on the back burner. Yeah, some we'll, come and go, you know, depending on like, hey, let's do this, or we haven't done this in a while, or like, uh, but some like, oh, we're going to do Kaijun. Oh, absolutely. 
Oh, we're gonna do. Uh, I think off brand April now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like oh, we're gonna do. Um, oh yeah, but uh, oh, shitty Shark Timber. I know you're a little apprehensive because you're, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to sit watch shitty movies. I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, they're shitty movies, but they're good movies. But there's also then just the Shark the sh- Timber without the shit, right? And honestly, our, our third year in at this point, I'm look forward. To this month much like kaijun yeah because there's a lot of these that i've missed out on that you yourself you've been waiting in these waters mm-hmm. for quite some time I love me a good shitty shark movie and once we opened up ourselves to all these films and then for those of you who are like oh for for listeners or this is your first shitty shark timber what i mean when we say shitty shark movie it's maybe a lower budget um because Every movie, shark movie is going to be compared to Jaws. They, they cannot all be Jaws. Right. There, there is exactly. only one exactly. Jaws. But just because a movie is made with low budget and, for lack of a better term, is considered shitty doesn't mean that it is actually a trashy, terrible movie. No, In fact, no. it's just shitty shark timber. One, we love the alliteration. <laughs> yeah. And two, and two, when they make with the limitation and with the budget. But I think there's also a caveat Um Intent. Intent is the heart of everything that we look into when it comes to these movies. Mm-hmm. Knowing the little insight we have, you know, the miracle that it is for any movie to be made to shit on something right. for a laugh or to and, laugh at something. And so when we say shitty shark movies or shitty shark timber, it's yes. just nothing but love. Yeah, a lot of love. Nothing but love. Just a lower budget movie because a lower budget shark movie is doesn't roll off the tongue as well as shitty shark timber. And that's also, movie. let's face it, that's it gets a stigma. Yeah. Because the wealth, I mean, because the market is saturated literally like sharks in the water and when you go in there sometimes you get a fucking pearl out of a clam when you're digging for treasure like ghost shark or sometimes you get bit like a by a fucking goblin shark and i know i've been bit by some shitty shark movies that are literal shitty shark movies and you're very much our resident shitty shark expert when it comes to you are my my matt hooper to very much i'm a chief brody like i and it's funny because you're the one that actually would in real life not be in the absolutely water absolutely not staying away absolutely from not stay far the fuck away from there that vestalophobia and that's a term that came about which a lot of phobias out there a lot of fetishes out there but we finally found the one that is very much within your dna yeah and that's to say we wouldn't have found that without this documentary that had been on my radar actually for quite some time i had heard the people behind it because they were actually the people that put together the jordiowski dune documentary Mm -hmm. which was well loved but we're also i still haven't really watched the full version the last thing i remember is stinging his undies and that fat dude flying around You've seen it. <laughs> You've seen it. Good job, genius. You got it. <laughs> but we're living in this like. Hey, actually, did you see the new one, the new no. Dune? Because I don't have any like. Eh. I like the new Dune. See, I don't mind. The, it's not that I'm like anti against like oh boo this Dune right, but at the same time I'm like, eh, I didn't care much for the original and like, 
Like it's I'm got- not like ooh Jalame. The only person that I'm like ooh would be Bautista because I do like Bautista. I and, think he's and, one of the better wrestler turned actors out there. Dune Two has more Bautista. Everyone, in yeah, two. it's ridiculous. It's like a Wes Anderson post-apocalyptic <laughs> sci-fi flip. Right? It's incredible. It's See, incredible. I always thought those worms are like the good guys, or they're just like big, like fucking horses. They're, right? I just thought they were gonna be more monsters. What? But they are. They're basically the sharks of the sand. They sand are what sharks, they are. Which is a movie, mm, which we'll get to. But no, we live in a wealth of these niche documentaries. Mm-hmm. Whether you've got like the more well-known ones from like Never Sleep Again, which it's four hours, I believe. Yeah, and I've watched it multiple times. Or the the, the Camp Crystal Lake Memories, which is which like is... six hours, I think. Uh huh. And I've also watched that multiple times. To the stuff that you see on a lot of the physical media, the the Creep Show one, mm-hmm. was which a lot I've of seen fun. multiple the times. Just desserts. Yeah. There's one actually I know that was put on. I'm meaning to get to it, but a pet cemetery. Not and I'm not even talking about the stuff that shows up on like the you know the doc the special features of a Blu-ray. Right, we're talking like a full movie itself, an hour and a half at least devoted like, to these films. Think of uh, the Lost Souls, the Doomed Journey of oh, the Isle of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, with Richard Stanley. Uh-huh. Yes, that's that's one of my absolute favorite like making of movie documentary movies. I guess you could call it. It's uh, there's making movie making of a movie movie. Well, and there's. We again, there's just so many now that exist out there. Mm-hmm. Even looking at um, like Netflix, the movies that made us. Yeah, that's basically making of a movie. Movie. Yeah, and that is to say, then there is still an audience that exists for these kind of making of features. Because it's interesting into this stuff. Absolutely, because it's interesting to know how the things you like are made. You know, because you know that nobody's being hurt. You know that it's one thing like, oh, man, I love this hamburger. I wonder how that's made. Oh, my God. Right. That's one thing. But like, uh, oh, I love this movie. I wonder if they had fun. Oh, they did. How do they do this effect? Oh, that's cool. As long as your favorite film is not Twilight Zone, the movie, you're fine. Right. Right. As as we also found out. Well, as long as they warn you that they're going to if they're going to show the fucking footage. Cursed films. Thanks a lot. Well, also, if we're talking cursed films they are on via shutter and in fact shutter took the mantle of the whole new 101 new scariest moments in, in horror mm-hmm. which would you have a chance to check that out not the new one but i remember the old ones and i was well, like and... <laughs> no what, what you didn't see i'm gonna call that the bit by hyped face that's uh... the sideways pucker like mm. mm-hmm that's scary mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> well what's nice though is in a lot of these documentaries that i'm seeing seeing a lot of familiar faces yeah i'm seeing like people that have been on this show you know even outside of some of the jill jill is on and the, the texas docu- chainsaw yes. one yeah i'm so excited for that <laughs> but even like uh seeing like Gigi Saul guerrero showing up on stuff mm-hmm. uh heather wixon showing up on a lot of stuff yeah it's just reaffirming because it's a kind of a good reminder of like the horror community and and then people get it yes and then people get it and people can make and people aren't just like uh, like us like oh and there's first of all there's nothing wrong with like us like oh i'm a super oh. fan i know a lot of stuff but like when you have like 
people who've gone to school for studies of this, sure. experts in the field like Rebecca McKendry and 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 like uh, the oceanographers or like oh monster Doctor Emily Zarka Dr. Emily Zarka fuck yeah. I would love to know how to become a monster expert. Is that like a Frankenstein expert, like in the gargantuas? The gargantuas? Well, and what great, what what I love is, and I'll just say this, kind of a, if we were even thinking like a long-term goal, and not even necessarily saying that we've made it, but ideally, if we could end up being talking. I would love to be a talking head on a a thing. I'll be honest, though, you know, even if we could do a, a commentary for, you know, some sort of movie, some sort of release to me, because, and again, it's because we genuinely enjoy what we do mm-hmm. we genuinely enjoy what we talk about but we genuinely enjoy all the work even on knowing all the work that goes into making right these documentaries and these special features the making ofs because it takes hours just take, to make one scene it, oh my god and it can take years putting together because if anything they're kind of like archiving yeah all the stuff that went into making our childhoods so much better and you have to talk to people who know their shit you know, it's in a field. You have to talk to people who know their shit. Again, there's nothing wrong with people like us, Joe Smo, who just know things, you know, but for like learned people, you know what I'm saying? Again, is this a house of learned th- doctors? Is, exactly. And I'm more litter than literati. So like, <laughs> well, talked about shitty Shark Timber, Shark Timber. When I found out Shudder was doing a documentary called Shark Sploitation. No, I, and I love it. I love that shit because like those little clips and all these things like Terror in the Isles. Ever oh. since I was young, I like seeing those like, you know, you hey, have these that are these really little... nice little Terror in the Isles cutout somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's hanging right on the cross from my bathroom. And so like <laughs> I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> Terror in the Isles. <laughs> and so <laughs> but um no all that stuff is I, I find like almost anthologistic. Plus, mm-hmm. I like to see movies like this when it's talking about one specific genre, whether it be horror, whether it be even in like smaller in a microscope of one particular subgenre, mm-hmm. like the shark exploitation films. Title drop, yay! Right, <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, oh, okay. I also like to see what movies have I seen and what movies haven't I seen. Oh. I I like to look at movies like this as like a checklist. And thankfully, when we were going through there, there's a lot you were checking off. But, but there's the a lot time, in my blind spot, too. And I was like, ooh, I want to see that one. And oh, I don't remember that one. I like I, I don't remember that Malibu shark attack was about uh, a goblin shark. I was getting Malibu shark attack mixed up with Jersey Shore shark attack. And so that's the bad thing. They all have shark in the, in the title, title somewhere. And then it's just a hodgepodge of whatever the fuck it is. So they can get mixed up. Mm-hmm. They can get like congealed. Well, and that is to say then when you're going through and waiting, there's just so much subgenre within genre within just something that is ostensibly just a shark film. And then even with, with shark films, well, well the most films in general, Depending on what you're doing, your frame of mind is going to change how you repeat that next viewing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. L- let's just say that some of these shark movies that I saw, I was maybe in my roaring 20s days. Sure. You sure. know? Oh, no. Oh, no. Having a lot more fun than I do mm-hmm. now, you mm-hmm. know? And so probably watching some of these movies that I was like, oh, that movie's fucking great. You know? After not seeing it for maybe 15, 20 years or so, like, 
this movie is proper bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So like, well, we not all... saying diminishing returns, but also if you're going in knowing that it's going to be a shitty shark movie, not saying that you're, again, not taking a page out of your book, but at the same time, you know what you're going into yeah. when you set the bar low. Yep. And not even when you set the bar low, you know, for example, if you're going into a James Wan movie, there's going to be some like checklist at some point in time. You're going to see some cool camera work. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a couple of jump scares, but they're going to be well-crafted. And then after that, no holds are barred. No holds are <laughs> Like if you're going to see a Joe Dante movie, you know, it's going to be a little bit madcap. There's going to be something goofy. Some Robert Picardo is probably going to show up. Fucking if, if it's older one, Dick Miller's going to show up. If newer one, it's probably going to be fucking Brendan Fraser. So, so if I'm saying then like Jersey Shore Shark, you attack, know that you're going in for possibly bad, and I see thing, but you know that you're going in for bad CGI. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're going in for possibly bad acting, mm -hmm. bad script, bad. If you go in knowing that it's going to be bad, I think that's why when there's big budget ones and then there's really good ones, it's yeah. like, oh wow, this is a really good one. But then when you're surprised, uh, like, this is a really good one, but, like, wow, that's really bad. Uh, like, ouch. I've been bit by this shark movie. And I think even then waiting in these waters, the limited time I have, I've been pretty fortunate, especially on the feed that we've been focusing on mm -hmm. at this point, is a lot of the higher tier oh, yeah. shark films. Oh, yeah. And but this year, that's over. <laughs> yeah. well, and then also, let's just say thanks to... Um, uh, in this case, uh, Steven Scarlatta, who uh, wrote and directed this, uh, we have a number of new ones. Yeah. That could possibly be of the upper tier. Yeah. But also, we also know could that there be... could be at the bottom tier, too. Although, it was also kind of fun. Like, I wonder how many of those I have. And quite we, a few, actually. Let's just say we could totally program at least two years worth <laughs> of Shady Shark Time Run rapping based videos. Based on your DVD collection. And I'm also not, I'm not even including the ones that are like, like the 12 film collection on a DVD. Right. It's unreal. Uh, I also think one of the reasons that I think we enjoyed this particular documentary as much as we did as well, uh, this was also co-produced by Josh Miller, who is one of those cats that um, grew up with um, within Hollywood. He was Homer in Near Dark. Oh no, shit! He was the little brother in the um, uh, the Teen Witch flick. Oh yeah, T Teen Witch. Top that. Uh, but he's been all over. But he's also been like uh, now a co-writer for a lot of things. He co-wrote A Violent Night. Really, the recent Christmas classic. I really liked that one. But he's also his dad was Father Karras. Jason Miller. Get the fuck out of town. So like yeah. horror and genre running in his blood. Very much so. But he's nice. also very much a supporter of it. So nice. I think that's why. But you should. I mean, seriously, you should support the hand that feeds you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? If genre movies, if genre movies are your bread and butter, then you should be out supporting. You should be spreading that shit. And he is. He is. Because, you yeah, know, Violent Night was one of my favorite flicks from last year. And mine too. This documentary that scene was badass. Oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, but this documentary and the way it's put together, I really like. Number one, it's a collection of talking heads that we're, we've seen and familiar with. Mm -hmm. Number two, you definitely bring in the other experts, the scientists. Right. Number three, it is very much a celebration of the genre. But I think the biggest thing, and my biggest walk away from it though, was how much it. It was a 
sharks are very real. They're kind of misrepresented. They're very misrepresented. This is a very pro shark. Yes. Pro shark uh, documentary. I mean, it was like basically it wasn't like National Geographic where they're telling the facts and the stats of the sharks and how many people are because we can see that in different things and we weren't just sensationalizing it. It also wasn't necessarily a checklist as a terror of the isles, but it was a little bit a combination of like factual things and the movies that spawned out mm -hmm. of the subgenre. I really appreciated it. My only minor beef was on some of the movies, I wish they would have cut it down a little bit more to maybe fit more movies in. Mm -hmm. You know, give a couple of more sh shitty mar movies a time to shine. Do you think then that there was... Because I will say, the thing that I really loved is there's almost like, again, the, the tier... The hierarchy of these films. Yeah, they and I like the fact that they break it down in timelines. Mm -hmm. As in, like, before they were... Before, it was almost like AJ and, and uh, PJ. So before Jaws and, and, uh, yeah. and or after Jaws, right? Well, and they were basically, they weren't necessarily shark films. They were films that had sharks in them. Mm -hmm. And they weren't necessarily bad, like adventure films. And yeah, sharks are deadly because like they're bigger than us and they we they have bigger teeth and they can bite us but they don't like actively try to kill us right. you know like in the movie i love the analogy that they had it's like okay if you had a burger an onion a pitcher of water which one are you gonna eat first I'm like fuck i'm going for the burger mm -hmm. right but like we're more of like the onion like yeah i don't want that it's edible but i don't it's not necessarily good edible the shark is the hero of the documentary. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The, As should be. Because we, I tend to forget that the shark is a, a live living animal. It's deadly. and But I'm sure it has families. I'm not sure if it has emotions. I know it's not fucking personality like fucking cats and dogs. But at the same time, I'm not going to fucking find out. But at the same time, it's still, one, it's still an animal. And it's part of Doesn't the nature be vilified. of psych, uh, the, the part of nature. It right. It's a necessary component. Exactly. We need apex predators. We need big-ass monsters like that, mm. or else like all the little things are going to go out and run rampant. Well, they even they go into the fact that you know there are um, representations of it in higher art. Mm -hmm. They pointed out a Fucking couple wood of carvings and, and, and ancient Maui culture and, and all of that. How it was treated as a god. Yeah. And a godlike creature and something that wasn't necessarily meant to be feared, but respected. And that's the thing. I think that's one of the overlying themes of the whole documentary is the respect that is to be found with with nature and the ocean and how we are very much an invasive species in it absolutely because we're not meant to be there because we're not supposed to be there we haven't explored nearly half of it 80 percent, i believe was a quote that we heard Fuck. which and then another thing another thing i liked about this documentary another thing i like about horror documentaries and documentaries and it explains the psyche of why shit is scary mm -hmm. and why you are afraid of these things and it makes more sense and i found out that uh, thassalophobia is the fear. Uh, was it thassalophobia? Yeah, Th thassalophobia was the fear of deep, dark, giant, vast, unknown darkness. That is That's terrifying. It's horrible. Because the minute 
the minute you step into the ocean, you have been knocked down a rung on the food chain. Oh, many the rungs. The deeper many you rungs. go, the deeper rungs you get. Even if the point, I mean, like, whether it's bigger, big things or small things, again, that they, they, they talk about an anaconda with a thing that slides, uh, swims up your pee hole and makes barbs in it. That's fucking real. That's real. And to think about then, 80% of what we do not know is down there. And how big and vast and, and 70% of it is is the stuff this. The stuff that we probably shouldn't know, possibly. I know. Pee wee is just, we, some, there's some things we shouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. There's some things we couldn't understand and wouldn't understand. And like big warning signs. Mm-hmm. Again, if we were meant to go down in there, we would have been given gills. You do not see them coming up and trying to take selfies. Right. On dry land. No, no, no. Only we do that kind of shit. Only you do that kind of shit. I did that kind of shit. Okay, I, I snorkeled out of... Well, and let's let's go from there. They talk about open water. Fuck all that noise. And fuck. fuck the, based on a true story? Based on a true story. And let's just say on one of the cruises I went on, one of the excursions was to go out into the ocean and, and a... And a controlled environment i was told yeah controlled Mm -hmm. controlled and we literally just snorkeled in the ocean around the boat drinks were a flowing my god talking to other couples but and i i'll be honest when i was looking down in the ocean blue it was beautiful it was it was calming it was very meditative and i was actually hoping i'd see something for some reason which of course I would have lost my shit and right. probably left Amy behind. But think, like, think about it this way: look, you look down, and the next thing you see is the gargantuan. No, oh, oh no, no. See, that's the problem though, because when we were watching War of the Gargantuas, that's what it was in my head. And I'm like, uh oh, no, 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 no. I've seen that. I've, I've had that perspective. See what I'm saying? I know that if point you of would, view. if you would have looked down, you would have seen the gargantuan Ooh. and the fact that you're probably about that big, Terrible. and he's over there like, oh hey, look, uh-huh. like oh my god, dude. No, but look, if you look down and you see this big gaping maw, god. yep, coming at yep. you, mm. why would you mm. succumb and submit yourself to that shit? Because I paid for it. <laughs> I, I, I could have paid for it possibly, but hey, I'm right here. Wonderful memory. Yes, I'm glad you. I'm glad you made it, dude. I'm glad you made now, it. Now, ask me though, if given the opportunity again, I would do it. Uh-huh. However, before I did it, <laughs> yeah, but a little genius would. Two little geniuses would pop up. What the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Yeah, and none of them would be trying to talk me out of it. Both of them would be going, "What is your problem? What? Yeah, why are you doing? Yeah, this? I can't do this show by myself." Oh. <laughs> Same thing. Like, hey, we're going camping. What are you doing? There's bears and psycho killers out there. And they focus on the very fact that, yes, there is the deep-rooted fear because, yes, these things do exist. And, yes, shark attacks do happen. Yeah. However. Just not as bad or as many as they make it out to be. But even then looking at, and I was kind of putting together almost a just Greg's version of a classification of the stuff that we saw in the movie. And I'm actually going to start with basically another time, another place area. And that's basically everything that kind of happened before jaws. And then after jaws, because a lot of the stuff before jaws, and they even went into it apparently. And this is where I know in today's day and age with CG, 
it's safer to do this. Mm-hmm. I know the practicality of all that stuff is a pain in the ass. Joe, you know, Joe Elvis, Elvis is in this film and he talks about all that. But that's the stuff that's real. You know, it looks good. But Ooh, Mako? Are you talking about Mako? When they use real Ooh. sharks uh-huh. and you introduce real danger, you know, apparently there's a lot of these films in the Another Time. Another place. That either, apparently in that Burt Reynolds film Shark, a stent man was killed on camera. And they left the footage in the film. In the film. Yeah, that's fucked up. And they even mentioned that again. That just seems. Exploitive? It it seems yeah it seems it's very exploitive without a doubt without a hundred percent of a doubt because of the fact that they marketed it I was like mm-hmm. oh come see people are, Jaws had bite right you, it was in the, it was in the marketing right? they showed it come see we actually have real dead people dead in this movie mm. it's big budget Burt Reynolds snuff film mm-hmm. like it's 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 very exploitive but it almost seems like I mean not almost but I guess it depends on how you look at it disrespectful that you either. Oh, some I'm sure somebody in the family would be like, no, he died doing what he loved, being a stuntman. It will only be right showing it in the movie. However, outside looking in, it looks real fucking disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Of so, course. It's, it's tough. It's, that's to say it's tough to watch, especially yeah. when you know what's going in. Mako the Jaws of Death was another one where apparently a number of the sharks were killed during amidst all the filming. Apparently yeah. There's, you know, they were pulling their teeth to make them more docile and safe to swim. So you have like the literal exploitation of the sharks. You know, we always use the term as a just a classification for movies, but there's the literal exploitation of the sharks. Yeah. And these noble creatures are, are being like basically the equivalent of like a bunch of tigers being declawed. Mm-hmm. As, and just for our amusement. Right. Dance. Which obviously... At a certain point, that went out the door. Good. Thank God. But I will say, though, it did give a little credence to a lot of the, the early James Bond movies. where Sharks with freaking laser beams on them. The height of, like, villainy. villainy. Oh, yeah. You have, to, you have to have a moat with some sort of killer animal. And what's bigger and badder than a killer a crocodile? A croc's good. The fucking Tiger's shark. good. Tigers are, but you can't have a moat with a tiger. You know what I mean? He's just swimming you around. Have, you could have a land on the moat. paddling around on the thing all day Batting long. Batting at the shark. <laughs> You'd like to think eventually if you raise them from, you know, as a little guppy, a little to a you know, kitten. They'd be friendly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, because you're trying to introduce cats to anybody. Anyway. <laughs> but it is it is a sign of Villainy and villainy. Uh, villainy. Any good it, villain worth his halt has a shark, a man-eating shark. But then you get Jaws, and Jaws changes the game. You can go back and listen to our main feed episode on it. But then you had the litany, and this is definitely the next era after that. You say Jaws and everything after that, but you have specifically the Jaws ripoffs. Uh-huh. And those are the ones that stay in the ocean. And this is where, of course, if you're going to do a, you know, a, a, a documentary on shark and sh- like shark adjacent Jaws ripoff movies. If you're going to do a ripoff, you're either going to. So when we're like in the in the kaiju right. movies, when we say, hey, if you're going to do it right, you got to go to one or two. You got to go to Japan. Right. When it comes to ripoffs, you can go to one. <laughs> you can go to multiple places. Yeah. But only two places are known for the ripoffs. And that's Italy and Turkey. Turkey and Italy are the absolute crown princes oh, of yeah. ripoffs. Oh, and except no substitutes. 
they do not care of this thing called intellectual property. Right? <laughs> Turkish <laughs> jaws. <laughs> fucking people singing and dancing while they're getting eaten. And one that I will just say will be uh, on the main feed next week, as long as it's still up on YouTube, would be Great White. The one where we talk about the fine line between... The homage and straight up rip. Yep. This is apparently very notorious. Yes. That one is like pulled out. And then we can talk about Mako. And then you also end, but but even then we've got, uh, they've got Joe Dante and Roger Corman. And you know what? Here's the thing. Through the whole documentary, and I, I said it before and I'll say it again, and I said the same thing about them before, Roger Corman, Joe Dante, they get it. They get it. They're in on the joke. They know what they're doing. Roger Corman says, oh, yeah. They're just doing what we do, but better. And he goes, I agree. He goes, they have more money. They have more talent at it. They have more names. But it's still the same formula that we started. They're doing what we do just with more money. And we now just have to up our game a little bit more. And figure out how to make it bigger and better. And he's 100% right. It's like they know they're making ripoffs. Nothing new is under the sun. Mm -hmm. But how can you make something entertaining and make it a, of course Corman wants to make a buck but at the same time I don't think he goes in looking to make shit I think Corman goes in with the heart in the right place I want to make an entertaining movie I want to make a buck mm-hmm. but I want to make an entertaining movie and it's also very much still a farming system for right. a number of filmmakers and Joe Dante was very much in that farm and and Joe Dante the story that he told where he goes no I'm 100% ripping this off. Yes. It's a ripoff, but at the same time, I think it's enough spin and a fun, interesting thing where we're having a good time to the point where, like, Your Honor, we represent the Paramount <laughs> Studios and we want to cease and desist on Jaws. And fucking Steven Spielberg, Spielberg came, came in, in and said, yep. Look, no, dude, Piranha's great. It's, it's a spoof horror movie. That's the thing people don't get. Who gets it? Spielberg, Spielberg gets, gets it. it. Yep. Spielberg is <laughs> has always been in genre. <laughs> From day one, even when he makes family-friendly films, it's still fucking genre. It's it's Jurassic Park. Oh, that's not a horror movie. Bull fucking shit. That's 100% a horror movie. Oh, Jaws is not a horror movie. Jaws is an absolute horror movie. Fucking Dr. Rebecca McKendry said it's a slasher on on sea. A doctor. That's Uh, right. Trust her. One of our experts. Right? Although that one expert, I don't believe him. I can't. I, I, he's got to prove it to me. I, he's got that fake science saying there's no, saying a Megalodon can't live in there. He don't know. He don't know what's down in that 80% of there. No, I'm not going to say I disagree with your passion, but his his jacket, that denim, there's something about that just kind of overpowers my sense of reason. I'm going to go get my, with my, my big denim coat right now. And you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll get a corduroy thing and I'll put some patches on the thing and make it extra fancy. I'll get a full-on Tennessee tuxedo and be like, it's a megalodon. Shit, you're looking like uh, the ducky from Dogs. Right? There we go. There is a correlation between denim and doctors. Exactly. Dr. Denim. Oh, my God. Plus, Dogs is kind of a Jaws on Land ripoff where it's a bunch of pack of ants. It's nature gone amok, which is its own, again, mm-hmm. it's its own sub Well, and that's why I love that we do spend <laughs> a lot of time talking about the Jaws ripoffs. Yes. The ones that are in the water. And then the ones on land ones. But I'm glad we get shout outs from, like, Alligator. Alligator. Love that. Grizzly. Friday Night Friends. Oh, it's already passed, and thank you for everybody yeah, that came out. for that. Uh, but the one that actually that I really dig, because I just watched it for the first time, though, was Grizzly. 
and it was shocking to me how much it adheres to the Jaws formula. Oh, yeah. And they do point it out in rum, the documentary. Rum, 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 rum. And I don't want to give anything away, but the ending of the film, I mean, I did kind of a your guffaw with what they did and what they did it with. Yeah. Like, holy shit, they are going to use that. Grizzly 2 is ridiculous. Which you saw that a slashing bash, I right? I did with, with Deborah Foreman. That's and like I think Laura Dern and uh, George, George Clooney, Clooney gets off in like the first five minutes. And then after that, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, it's, it's almost like written and directed by Bruno Matai. And I'm like, oh, which you wouldn't then bat an eye yeah. if you knew that. Yep. Uh, they do go into a bit in the Jaws franchise. And it was really nice to see Mario Van Peebles there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And I didn't know that he went back to the Shitty Shark movie, making one about a true Shitty Shark yeah. movie story. <laughs> see, that's the thing. A Shitty Shark movie can be a big budget movie. Sure. It could be a true story. Nick Cage is in it. Yes, yes. And like this is a well-documented, multiple mm. people died, not like... Oh, a guy got stranded off on the Australian coast, or oh, a guy got bitten off off the Australian coast because it's always a fucking Australia. No, it was but, a straight up buffet. Exactly, like, it was terrifying. But like, so no, many. the Indianapolis. But the fact that like he's was in a shitty shark movie, and he turned around and directed a shitty shark movie. And the fact that then he shows up then on the documentary for the shitty shark, movies, talking about his time in the shitty shark movie. Thank God, because yeah, his and especially his dad, just in terms of like. Hollywood royalty, Under, or, underground Hollywood royalty. Yeah, indie filmmaker. Yeah, uh, and you know what? And it's and I've seen that for me, so it's going to show up on the feed on Patreon eventually. Um, but Exterminator Two, which features Mario Van Peebles as a roller ca- roller skating street tough. Really? Yes. I think it's called First Night, but check it out. It's Mario Van Peebles as a vampire. As a yes. vampire. Yes. He's a vampire cop. He's had. I skipped school. God help me to go see Posse back Posse in the day. was dope. He's another genre favorite. I think yeah. he's one of those cats that doesn't get the uh, he really respect doesn't. he deserves because he's always been in a genre. And he's given back. Yeah. Which I think by even showing up to the documentary, I think really went a long way with that. But then, genius, after the Jaws ripoffs, because let's say there's some good Jaws ripoff films in there. Oh, yeah. There's some proper good stuff in there that we could probably justify covering in shitty shark timber possibly because mm-hmm. it follows the thing but then we get the advent of home video uh-huh we get um, the advent of direct to video and therefore we get then another slew of films which i really think starts the oversaturation the birth of the asylum shame oh well the amount of times when we're watching this documentary, Genius would say something along the lines, "Oh, so, so you're y- to blame. You're, it's your fault on this one. So you're the, it's you're responsible for that. Yeah, because you know what? I've been burned by the asylum many a time. <laughs> I've been pleasantly pleased and pleasantly surprised by the asylum, but there. Well, and, <sighs> and it was actually, I won't lie, it was kind of nice to actually have them involved." Absolutely, because they perspective and they are the purveyors of the shittiest, the shitty shark movies. And they understand and some of the best ones too. That's just that they get the market and they, I think they understand the assignment. They know they're not making Jaws, they're not making Great White, they're not making Orca. They are making low budget. It's the spirit of Corman, yeah, living living on the new age. But also some of the ones. Here's my beef with the Asylum. 
if you're going to do something derivative, at least make it to the point where it stands alone on itself. When you're pulling shit like Transformers, Transmorphers, oh, yeah. and you're going in trying to fool it just enough to like make a buck and ride the coattails, yeah. it's one thing to ride the coattails on a genre. If slasher movies are in vogue and you want to pump out a cheaply made slasher film, a new IP, Cool. cool yeah go for it same You'll probably thing. watch it right same thing with shitty shark movies if you want to make something new cool go for it but to ride on the coattails and that specific and that predatorily mm. i just have a little bit of beef with and it's because it's not even the quality is the asylum films because well, i like shitty shit well and then even on kind of the flip side to us the asylum you do have the sci-fi network which was also the birthing ground Absolutely. Absolutely. They were, it was basically the Corman channel for a very long time. <laughs> and I know those are the waters that you've been swimming in. Uh-huh. And I do think those are definitely the waters that you find probably that you are bitten the most in. And I honestly recently just had my first run in with one where I got bit and I'm like, oh. And so the much. shittiest, the and shitties. The problem is, it was such a rough experience. I'm not even going to mention it. Let's just say it's an hour and ten minutes. You're never going to get back, and that's the and bad thing. I feel thing. cheated with that yeah. hour and ten minutes, and I hate saying that because I know even going in, what they made, I know they put a lot of work and a I, lot of heart and soul into it. But at the same time, is the views? I wasn't the audience for it. Intent, Let's just say that intent. Just, heart can only take you so far sometimes. But, but the bite still hurt, genius. Right. And I right. felt so disappointed because I was like, Greg. You knew going in. It was in the title. Like, I knew it was going to be shitty, but that shitty, that's the bad thing. But you, I, have, I have to look at myself, genius. It's no, a mirror. It's at, a mirror. At some, You know what? At some time, here's the thing. Yes, <laughs> we should say at some point in time we can lower our responsibilities, but at some point in time we got to put some of the responsibility and the <laughs> back accountabilities on the back on the filmmakers. Oh. If they're making shit and they know they're making shit, and especially if the intent is bad yeah if the intent is bad if they're like you know what we can't make a shit we can't really don't know what to do with cgi fuck it let's just make a puppet and not even fucking try well and that's what the one thing that it came back to that author uh the writer from god to villain the dude that you kept his sleeves kept going further and further back to show more i'm going to show and he had this weird german italian wizoian accent Because it's one of those like hard to place. But he was he mentioned about like the the intent and the heart of a fun film. And I hundred percent agreed. Like, I was like, you, he, you understand it? Because again, it's what we <laughs> preach: Turbo Kid versus Kung Fury. You know, it's the heart. It's the intent. It's like, are we gonna laugh with it? Or mm-hmm. Are we gonna laugh at it? Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm more comfortable, you know, laughing with than at because look at ghost yeah. shark yeah uh, and we're laughing with it that was one of my probably biggest surprises last year with shark timber where it really opened my eyes on how good a shitty yes. shark movie can be and but now going in now I'm, how I'm, bad I'm, problem is i'm a little bit more comfortable in the water now so i'm like oh i'm gonna go over there now and check it out but again knowing like greg Stay in these waters over I feel, here for I now. Feel like, I feel like I should have a whistle. Ah, here hey, comes the lifeguard. Hey. Lifeguard, here I come, here I come. Hold on Bad here. shark in the water. Bad, Bad shark, shark in Bad the water. Shark. It's just a baby Ruth. You'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get... We'll. And there's some of these that I know would 
play wonderful as we mentioned maybe as a party movie mm-hmm. that one thing in the background where you got people having fun and they're like whoa what's that because some it's like sitting it's, down and actually watching it and like okay <laughs> this then, is a little rough there's one that i think we'll end up covering somehow but it's not so much a party film as what you see is what you hear and there's that line um in was it shark attack three megalodon yeah john barrowman who a lot of people know as Captain Hot Pants. Yes. <laughs> the many sexual in uh-huh. Torchwood and Doctor Who has a line. Let's just say it's feasting on feline. It's ribald for a shark movie. <laughs> it's it's shocking. And they kept it in yeah. because why not? But also like people get eaten a lot. Of the sh- there's a lot of <laughs> shitty. There's a lot of shitty ones that I want to mark off my <laughs> list. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of ones that they did not mention when I was like, not a lot, but I was like. That's the ones when you said you, your beef was. So that being said, were there, what were you hoping to hear I wish most, more Ghost Shark. Okay. I mean, I think Ghost they Shark. They gave really, it a little love. They gave it a little love, but you never hear a lot of love given on Ghost Shark. Do you want like an hour and a half no, documentary no, making of Ghost Shark? But more than a minute. Maybe like five, ten minutes might be nice. You know? Or like. That's fair. Or, you know. Uh, what's another good shitty shark movie uh, that I really enjoy? Ah, Avalanche. Sand Sharks was cool. Um, they did talk to the ones who did two, four, two-headed, four, three-headed, five-headed, six-headed. I love the insight they gave us on the actual kind of format of those things, where you have like eight particular set pieces because you're mm-hmm. going to have seven commercial breaks. Yeah, and you have to have like a major and a minor. It makes sense. It really does. And I mean, because if you're making a TV, if you're making a movie for TV, you have to. You do kind of have to go. F- That's where the money comes your guidelines in, and you have to make it where it's quickly edited. Mm-hmm. It's. It, it was eye-opening in a lot of ways, so I'm glad they really gave you an inside peek to that. The other thing that I really like that they did... Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Is that the other one? That's another good one. What you said was on CBS? CBS of all fucking things. Right after JAG, CBS <laughs> Movie of the Week presents Jersey Shore tar- Shark Attack. What happens when Guidos meet Great Whites? <laughs> well, and I also like the fact that they go into the prevalence of like social media and how that helped sharknado come what it became i remember and watching sharknado when it first came out i'm like i gotta see what this fucking train wreck is <laughs> and like because it was at the it was something brand new a whole new subgenre just right before our very eyes mm-hmm. something plus a disaster right equals something crazy it's it's basically the cheapest way to Cronenberg something. Right. And it it works <laughs> for good, <laughs> bad, or indifferent. And it opened up the goddamn and then, yes, floodgates. And then you get another area that opens up. Uh-huh. It's unreal because... It's Pepe it's, Silva. It, it Pepe really Shark Vote. Well, and it's because it's now cheaper to make. Mm-hmm. It's safer to make. Mm-hmm. There's a market for it because of all the streaming now beyond straight to video. Yeah. And that's where I got bit was a particular streaming site. To be or not to be, I usually to be. To be has some goddamn gold. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. To be has some just masterpieces on it. But it also has some disaster pieces on it. And not the good disaster piece that makes the cool music. But like (laughs) (laughs) just like straight up rubbish. And like as much of a positive podcast podcast of positivity as we are again at some point in time shame 
Shame. There's a reason so why it's your my, fault for this. There's a reason my my experience will not be shared on the I've seen that film for the movie I watched. Right. It's just and we're not naming it because, yep. you know, we don't want to shame it. I want to name the Benchleys and their legacy for like ocean conservation. Yes. And leaving a legacy that's like, I know we besmirched the great white in a way and we're trying to like make up for that which i think is cool of him it's very it's very very responsible yeah of him it, yeah, i don't know if it's, it's catholic guilt or what but like <laughs> hey these people are hunting this animal that i vilified yep. i made I him a villain right. and now they're going around freaking out i gotta do something do you think he was quantum leaped into this you, you know, think he's you, actual dr sam beckett yeah hoping that the final le- this is the leap home <laughs> Ziggy, I need some shark repellent. <laughs> and then finally, yeah, sharks in popular culture. This was, like you said, it an hour and forty five minute. It was gr- documentary great. via Shutter. I was digging it because it really told a nice story of the shark, of sharks in general. Gave us more insight into some of the movies we dug, and also gave us some characters like the lady the biologist that was part of responsible for naming the ninja shark the ninja lantern shark she was cool she she, and her whole their their shark encounter stories when she's talking about she's like i've been hanging with the boys for five goddamn days i'm about to lure in this this giant tuna and the shark comes and eats it and so perfectly it's still trying it's sitting there gasping for air on the thing and her story yeah with the the severed head of the tuna and then it's just it looks like the cartoons it looks like somebody just took a bite out of a sandwich so glad they had that photo of it and i was like fuck and then every encounter story you see genius like curling up a little bit more going I respect it, but F that. That is just... You can make a drinking game with me saying, fuck that, fuck all that noise. You would not mind find me out there. Because they're like, oh, yeah, it's based on a true story when they're on this snorkeling dive and they left the people there. I'm like, you could and fuck right the fuck off. How many times? Nine times out of ten, where was it? Uh, Mexico. Australia. Oh, Australia. Everything Australia happens in Australia. Uh, kept coming up. Australia, Australia, Australia. And I'm like, man... <laughs> I, there's two places where I would go and you would never see me again. Japan and Australia. But for I two entirely different for two reasons. Totally different reasons. I think like the <laughs> both things would happen. I would like walk off the plane and like in Japan I'd be like, ooh, a, a, ooh, a, a, a squid. And next thing I know, I'm gone. In Australia, I'd be like, what's that over there? And I'm gone. Big giant spiders got me wrapped up. I'm already engaged in, in an anaconda's gullet. Fucking, I'm probably stuffed in a kangaroo's pouch and beat the fuck up. It would make great genre fare in both Japan and Australia as well. That's the best part. You could be living a dream and going out a worldwide. Yes, worldwide. Oh my lord! But that is to say, this was a lot of fun. Other things that we didn't touch upon as you're going through there. Uh, let's see. I want to know how to get in contact with monster expert Emily Zarka. I have a ton of questions for her. Like, as in, is she specialized in one monster? Would you get monster all in general? Well, technically... Is there a clash? If, I, if we were talking heads, I could technically have Professor on my thing. Would you also go monster expert? I just... I would say adjunct professor and podcaster 
Because I would go. just be truthful and total total truth on that one. Oh, I'd totally say president of the horror club. There you go. There you go. But Is I'd also put like monster expert. Monster expert. Monster. Why not? Frank, Why Frankenstein not? expert. But if you could be, oh yeah, the, could you? Would you be a specific monster expert though, or Ooh. do you want just the general monster? General, general monstery. Okay. Do you know how there's like general practitioner? Sure. General, like that's Please my consult d- your general monstrosity. General, mon- that's there we go. General monstrosity. Then, then, then you work your way up to surgeon general. That's you good. Know, or like then that. you're specialized. Maybe it's like, like I don't know, orthopedics, and then you you specialize in like the undead and like skeleton monsters. I was gonna say in the orthopedics, I can totally see between like Frankenstein's monster. Right. You've got a number of them out there that it works. Goddamn, perfect. So. If you need some talking heads out there, we have our titles yeah. ready. And then we don't we won't even have to like sit in a vat of broccoli pea and milk in a hundred and fifty degree sun. What a stew. Although what a stew. Although I will tell you one hundred percent if that if I had to choose between being in the open water, if I if like, okay, you are going to go and sit in a vat of water submerged somewhere for at least three hours. Where do you want to go? Do you want to do in the open sea, or do you want to do with this controlled environment tent? When I'm like, let's go in the controlled environment thing without a question. No brainer for you. I am still of the more adventurous type. I still would like to be more authentic, you know, because the production design adds so much more, man. Come on. Oh, I'd be shitting. I'd be shitting myself all over the place if I was sitting out in the middle of the ocean with nothing around. It's like the fucking sunken place in in us and get out. (laughs) It it is. That's 100% it is. But here's the thing. At least in the sunken place, you're physically safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're physically safe. You're not mentally safe. You're mentally fucked. But, like, at least you can still get up and and, and move around and stuff. If something comes up in the ocean and, like, fucking wraps its tentacle or fucking, like, gulps you down or something, it's it's curtains. So, safety environment for you, my friend. The tank it is. Yeah. Yeah. And ninja sharks. Ninja sharks are pretty rad. And goblin sharks. Goblin sharks. Goblin sharks. When that swimming with the best score behind them. This movie went into a weird rabbit hole. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. That's okay though. That's what they're sharks do. Yeah. Shark hole. But I have a feeling, kind of the shark holes, we're gonna go down this month. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be plentiful? I know all of the movies, at least for me, are gonna be first time viewings. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, that being said, I know we're going to be kicking things off next week by another time. Another place. Warning right away because this one is notorious. It's going to be a YouTube screening, so we'll just have to see how it goes. But I know the other two specifically were – because this one was kind of my pick. The other two are definitely on the genius side. Oh, yeah. Oh, but this You'll tell which one. <laughs> you'll be right able away. to tell. It'll be in the title <laughs> right away. Believe me. I, Believe me. I know who picked that one. <laughs> so until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. God damn it, I ain't gonna go swimming no more. Look at the sharks in the water. God damn it.